Welcome back to another episode of a mental health break with Vincent A. Lancey. I'm Vincent A. Lancey, speaker, coach, and author of the book, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health. And I'm Yvette Justina. I am looking forward to sharing this mental health advocate's story to help you thrive. When I was 21 years old, I was the victim of a hit and run accident while walking. After coming out of a coma and suffering from a traumatic brain injury, or you may know of as a TBI, I soon realized that it was time to put my mental health on a very high pedestal. This transformative experience has led me to create a podcast that is all things mental health. It has also led me to create my new book, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health. Be sure to head to vincentalancey.com to check that out after the episode ends. Would it add value to your life to hear mental health professionals and advocates share their authentic stories relating to mental health? If you answered yes, you came to the right place. I want to start by congratulating you for making your mental health a priority. For this week's episode, we have a mental health advocate joining the show with firsthand experiences to share. Yvette battled with drug addiction for over a decade. In a desperate attempt to save her life, she began utilizing fitness as a relapse prevention tool. Through her newfound healthy lifestyle, she not only transformed her body, but her mind and spirit as well. She discovered and nurtured self-love and personal development through higher-level concepts and taking care of her body and mind. After years of personal training, she transitioned her career to a health and wellness coach while also doing public speaking to help others. Her goal is to help others actualize their goals and live a healthier and more purposeful life. You may remember this guest from her valuable episode on my other podcast series, What It's Really Like to Be an Entrepreneur. So allow me to now introduce Yvette Justina. Yvette, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Vincent. I'm excited to be here. Me as well. Would you mind please introducing yourself to our listeners and share part of your story before we dive in and get going? And also please share your role relating to mental health. Um, My name is Yvette Justina. As Vincent let you know that I am a wellness coach and um, I want to share my story with you today because I am currently in seven years of long-term recovery and ever since a young adolescent age I struggled with depression I then turned to drugs which only escalated my symptoms and then spiraled into inflicting self-harm I was cutting myself Um, I was extremely anxious, and I also suffered from suicidal thoughts. And ever since being clean, I've absolutely made mental health a priority, and not just my life, but those who I coach as well. Yeah, well, I appreciate you coming on the show because everybody that comes on this show, they realize that their story can actually help more people than themselves, and what you're doing today will help a ton of people. So thank you again for sharing. But on each episode, I share a mental health story of someone who is famous because I want to let you, the listeners, know you are not alone. I want you to understand that even though someone looks like they are healthy from the outside, they may not be on the inside too. And for today's episode, I will introduce the mental health-related story of an actress many know in Glenn Close. In this case, 
It is a great example of how it doesn't always take someone with a mental illness to advocate for the cause. This six-time Academy Award-winning actress has taken a stand to end the stigma surrounding mental illness. When Glenn's sister was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and also her nephew with schizoaffective disorder, Close used her platform to create a conversation around mental health. In 2010, her family started the nonprofit organization called Bring Change to Mind, or BC2M. Since it was founded, the organization has developed public service announcements, such as the campaign for hashtag MindOurFuture and other programs at both the high school and university levels. I will end this right up with a quote from an interview she did with Conscious Magazine, where she spoke about the importance of helping people with a mental illness. She said, quote, ultimately, our society as a whole needs to realize the wealth of talent that there is in the community living with mental illness. And so our society needs to invest in these people, not ignore them. Yvette, what do you take away from this story relating to mental health? This is just a beautiful story. In essence, because Glenn Close is advocating for those and with doing so, she's breaking the stigma. She's bridging the gap of they are just like us. They have talents just like the, like us. And it's not, um, it's not that they're separate from us, they are us. So when someone speaks about mental health, in a space from not having a personal experience from it from us it makes it makes it closer that we bring bridge the gap she's bridging the gap of that stigma well said it's very difficult for people to resonate with it truly if they haven't experienced it or someone they cared about at least it's the feelings to describe how we're feeling they can understand the best they can but it's a whole different story than actually resonating with it but I think this would be a great time, Yvette, to get into the main event. On each episode, my guest and I will go over this series of six questions to help others improve their mental health. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Well, many would agree that the more common or talked about types of mental health disparities are mood disorders, anxiety disorders, or schizophrenia disorders. What areas did you come across the most? Being in a wellness container, a space of fitness and wellness, I see a lot of anxiety and I also see a lot of eating disorders. And eating disorders don't need to be as, as extreme as extreme anorexia or extreme bulimia. Um, there's a lot of, you know, borderline that can create more problems and get and worsen while people are trying to get on a healthy road. Right. So it's a very slippery slope and there's a delicate balance that happens there. I couldn't agree more. Now, that's in your professional practice. When you were going through it, what did you experience? Um, I experienced depression. I experienced depression at a young age, especially in my early developmental stages. And to make things worse, that is when I got hooked on drugs, um, again, in my developmental stages. And so it just worsened. It got darkened. I felt alone. I turned to self-harm to take the emotional weight and the emotional pain that I was feeling and kind of try to get it outside of myself. I tried to feel it on the outside 
and I was cutting myself, I was burning myself, and all kinds of other dangerous behavior. Well, it's, it's really challenging in previous years because there was no mental health education at all built into the health or education departments. There was no one to really talk to because it was taboo. Even though it still is very taboo, it has come a long way. I do still speak to individuals in their 40s and 50s here in the community, and they think it would be career suicide to talk about mental health for their public stage if they're in different officials. But you're right, bridging the gap is certainly something we can continue to try to aid in with conversations like ours. But when did you first decide, Yvette, that taking a stance on mental health advocacy or a career relating to mental health was going to be the right path for you? There wasn't exactly like a moment in time, but in my early 20s, I had an experience where someone very close to me um, committed suicide. And someone very close to me, I lived with this girl, I shared a life with this girl, she was very close to me, we were so similar in every way. We had the same struggles coming up when it comes to early depression, self-harm and addiction. And unfortunately, um, I heard her commit suicide. I was on the other line of right. a phone call where she did it on the phone. And after that, my mental health spiraled downward. Right. But that particular event changed my life and made me realize that this is very real and that very well could be me because of the place that we came from, how well I knew her, like she was just a reflection of who I was, the path I was going down. And if I didn't not only um, tackle my mental health, but help others through the process and say, hey, I've been there too, then this can be anybody. This can be my mother, my brother, my friends, people on the street, because I would have never thought that it would have came to that. Yeah. I think that you'll be able to provide tremendous value now because of your personal experiences that you went through these things at an early age. And as a third person, as you had a, a roommate who went through similar things, what can you give as potential early signs to our listeners that they may be developing a mental illness? I would say the biggest one is separation, separation from and withdrawal from people that care about you. That was something that I did in a way to self-sabotage, I withdraw from my, my true friends, from my family. Everything was always fine with me. I was fine. I was happy. I was upbeat, mm -hmm. but I was struggling and I pushed away from everyone. I didn't talk about anything. So extreme withdrawal um, is a huge sign when it comes to mental health, not wanting to go and, and experience things that you normally really truly um, like to do and just purposefully pushing back and pushing back withdrawing from people and things that you love is a huge sign. Also, again, since I'm in the health space and I suffered with it myself is the sabotage of putting yourself down constantly, like extreme. I cannot look myself in the mirror. I do not like the way my body looks. So I'm going to sabotage my feelings and my emotions by by eating too much, by not eating, by make just pouring down on negative self-talk. And it's, it's, it's a way of like emotionally cutting. 
I think there's a lot of great messages. Please continue. Um, that is, that's also a very slippery one because it seems almost so normal. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. I'm so, but it can really spiral out of control. And when it comes to the fact that we are the only ones that we really hear all day, right. those feelings, those emotions, they really start to take a toll on us mentally. And we stop believing in ourselves. We stop trusting ourselves. And if we're not careful, it can spiral. So those are some early signs that um, I've noticed in myself and noticed in, in some people that you kind of have to pull back and say, hey, we got we to gotta tackle this while it's here. Tackle it when you notice it and be graceful with it. Don't be hard on yourself, but notice the harm that you're doing. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing all that. And I think there's a lot of great messages in there. Plus, someone that may be smiling, happy, and upbeat all the time may be someone that may be the most vulnerable. So it is always important. And in my new book, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, we talk about checking on your friends who even smile the most because they may be the people who haven't smiled in a long time, truthfully smiling. But Yvette, if you could pick three, and I say just three because I want the three most important things our listeners can do on a daily or short-term basis to improve their overall mental health, what can you offer our listeners? Well, let me tell you, it was pretty difficult to narrow down three of these, but I got it. Number one is absolutely going to be practicing gratitude on a daily basis. Practicing gratitude, um, and if I may just kind of give a little examples of each. Um, yes, please. One of my favorite ways in practicing gratitude for my mental health is making a list of my favorite things. And it can be just so simple, but it is a way of practicing gratitude daily basis, kind of rewiring your thoughts to think for good things, small four things of different lists of my favorite things, your favorite music that makes you upbeat, your favorite feel good foods, your favorite people, your favorite movies to watch, your favorite um, songs to dance to just I like that bringing back joy and gratitude for the things that that we find comfort in. And so on those days where it's not easy to find that gratitude, you can go back to that list or they'll even be in the back of your head since you wrote them down to kind of remind yourself that there are still things to look forward to. There are still things that have joy and bring laughter to your life and they're all yours. I love so, that. Okay. so one, gratitude. It's like a non-negotiable for me. Practicing gratitude. Um, two, I would have to say, feel your feelings every single day. Do not suppress them. And what I mean by that is honor them. If you have feelings, say, oh, I don't think I shouldn't be feeling this. I'm, I'm none of that. Feel it, honor it, let it come through, sit with it. If you have to cry, cry. Cry in that moment, be in that moment, and then keep it pushing, keep going and let yourself know I'm going to allow myself to feel these feelings and I'm not going to be judgmental about them. Like that. Because the more we suppress and the more we tell ourselves, I shouldn't be this, I shouldn't be that, we fill up this balloon that's just getting heavier and bigger, bigger and bigger. And then when it finally breaks, it's not just going to get all over us, but it's going to get all over the ones close to us. Very true. Um, another 
the third thing on a daily basis that we can practice is taking inventory of our self-talk. And it's not that we're not going to have bad self-talk. It's not that we're just going to completely clear all negative self-talk. The point here is to notice it and to turn it around because we're human. We're going to have bad days. We're going to talk about ourselves a certain way. But once you take that self-inventory and become more mindful about how you speak to yourself every day, the more you can stop it and say, hey, this is just a story I'm telling myself. It's not true. And then you can turn it around. Because the thing is, like I said previously, we hear ourselves all day. We're the only voice we pretty much hear. And your body not only hears everything that your mind is saying, but it believes it without question. And that manifests into anxiety in the body, stress, pain in the back, pain in the neck, in the shoulders. And it it, it actually turned into not just a, a... a mental health problem, but a physical one as well. So taking self inventory of how we talk to ourselves every day, being graceful with it and turning it around. Yes, those are all amazing. You need to find ways to get rid of those thoughts. Those as you are, that's a good way to put it. You are the only one who hears yourself all day. And practicing gratitude is a way to do that. For me, meditation as well. When I need it, I inject it if I have to. And You have to find ways. Everybody's different. That's the thing. So I appreciate you offering three because what works for some people won't work for everybody. But by having my guest offer three, my goal is to have at least one be able to stick. But as far as long-term initiatives, what can you offer our listeners? One, I would say live with purpose. And what I mean by living with purpose is choosing to align yourself with something that feels good in your spirit, aligning with what you want, aligning with your values and your beliefs and not other people's. So tapping into what makes you happy and how can you act that out in every area of your life? And what's included in that is also helping others. Helping others is a way to get that joy and and to gain self-confidence and making not just yourself feel good, but others feel good. Because if we're not going to we're usually there for other people before we're there for ourselves. We give other people more grace, more forgiveness, and putting that outward, even when we may not feel our best, doing for others, it it starts to build that self-confidence, that self-trust, and saying, hey, I have something to look forward to. I add value to other people's lives, and that reflects back into us and to our mental health. Volunteering is one of my passions, and I think the reason you see the same people volunteering and the same people criticizing volunteering or not making time, I should say, for it is because of how good it does feel to do something good for no money for someone else. And I'm very, very happy you offered that to our listeners. But what are some ways that you plan on raising awareness for the importance of mental health in the future? I know you're up to a lot with your practice. What else are we working on? Um, my, yeah, my personal practice and always bringing up the importance of mental and emotional health in the space of wellness, in the space of fitness. I will always bring that up because fitness is not just about our nutrition, having good abs and drinking green juice. It is about our, like, (laughs) that's not wellness. That's not true health. It all starts within. And 
when we practice good mental health and have healthy boundaries and all of that, it just, again, reflects out into the world. So continuing to apply that in everyone's life, I touch coaching, um, having conversations with, and also telling my story, not just in a past context, but as I move forward and as I grow, showing people that I'm still evolving. This is still something that I'm working on. It's not something in the past. It is me that I carry through. I'm not, I am, I have not reached the end or the, the top of the mountain. I continue to exercise these things with you. And with that, you are helping me heal. I love the positivity throughout the whole episode. So thank you so much for coming on, Yvette. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in your episode. I loved how you gave an honest testimonial about how you were coming up, what you experienced when you were younger, because there's a lot of people who do experience things when they're young. And unfortunately, there is no education or conversation around it unless you are going through it in recent years. So that's why your testimony will be so valuable. And I loved your initiatives because there are positivity, positivity, positivity. I love the gratitude, but I think it is time for the last word. And I also do this on my other podcast, as you know, what it's really like to be an entrepreneur, because I want our listeners to really get to know the guests I bring on. Is there something you can share with everybody that we did not touch on yet today? Um, I would just like to share that it's up to us to constantly remind ourselves nothing, nothing is wrong with us. And as much as society may tell us that there is, we are whole exactly how we are. And we've we're holding on to a lot of things trauma wise from um, from our families, the way we grew up from society. And we just have to keep coming back to love. Always choose to come back to yourself, come back to your love. You are fine the way you are. You are whole, you're complete and you're doing a lot of work. So be gentle, unpacking um, challenges, unpacking traumas, because underneath it all, at our core, we are loved, we are supported, and we are whole. Great message. Would you mind now taking the time to please share your professional social media website or ways for our listeners to request your services, follow your endeavors? You can find me on Instagram at Yvette Justina, Y-V-E-T-T-E-J-U-S-T-I-N-A, also at YvetteJustina.com. Be sure to check out all that great content and it is social media time for the show and we're on whichever platform you like to use. On LinkedIn, we're at A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey. On Instagram and Facebook is at A Mental Health Break. And on Twitter, it's at Podcasts by Lancey. So you have updates from this show and what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. If you check out any of my books, DM me. I would love to hear from you all and repost your support. We have Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm is Changed, all are on my website now, which is vincentalancey.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show five stars and continue listening by subscribing. And I'll see you on the next episode of A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey.